two, one. And I think we are officially live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan Show. I am your host, Billy Thornton Montgomery. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm your host, Jonathan Kogan, obviously. The day that that happens is the day that you know the Jonathan Kogan Show has either expanded due to unbelievable journalism and production and success and joy and love for the people, or I have been assassinated by the global elites, most specifically Bill Gates. Just a heads up if I disappear. But do not worry. I would beat him in a fight. So I got good news and bad news. The good news is you're listening to the Jonathan Cogan show where we tell you the truth. We face the fear, the backlash, the difficult road of telling the truth in today's world. Three strikes and you're out on YouTube. One truth, two truths, three truths and you're out. So what do you do? You go to true social. That's all. Just don't talk about shit that Trump doesn't like and you'll be fine. Okay, we got censoring from all sides. Anyways, that's the good news. The bad news is I have more fucked up shit to share today because the world never stops delivering on this. Every single day, we have people from all over the world say stupid fucking shit and excuse my language. Today, I bring to you Sam Harris. You may have heard this. However, if you have not, you are in for a treat. I'm going to play the full clip in context, something that our competitors, the CNN, other people like that, they do not do. They like to manufacture storylines by taking clips out of context and telling you what you should be told and you should shut your mouth. You know the agenda, but you know what we do? We handle, we open that mouth and we ask a lot of questions, baby, because nobody stops John the Kogan Show from asking questions because the people want answers. We demand answers and we will get them. Hopefully, before Bill Gates and comes gets us. Anyways, let me play this unbelievable clip that Sam just said uh, on this podcast, which is a good podcast. I didn't know about it until Sam decided to say some fucked up shit. It's called Trigonometry with these two fellas. And they had Sam Harris on, who is a, he's, a, he's known as an intellectual who's an atheist, a modern atheist movement. And I have a theory of why he's, he's talking like this, which we'll get into after the clip. And you know, I have pretty good hypotheses on this podcast. And I think this one's a pretty good hypothesis too. So let me play the clip. The context is, I don't give you context. I play the full clip. You will listen. And then we will talk about it on the other side. Here we go. Oh yeah, no, there. No one has clean hands here. But it, at the eleventh hour, when it's when, who knows how this election is going to go? Who know? Who knows what the capacity for, you know, disinformation at the last minute to to tip the balance is? Then what do you do with the Hunter Biden laptop story? When we already know, we we know how this played out in twenty sixteen with the Hillary Clinton email you know, press conference where, where Comey and in, 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 in an abundance of scrupulosity felt like he had to come before the cameras, I think 10 days out from the election and say, 
you know, we've, we're going to open up this, this investigation again, because we've got Anthony Weiner's laptop. Uh, we could see, I mean, again, her failure to become president was overdetermined. She was a, an appallingly bad candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of just tracking the poll numbers, you could like, that was, that was the killing blow to her candidacy, right? That, that final moment. And this was a, this was a highly analogous situation. This was, we're going to open up this laptop from hell and the news cycle for who knows how long is going to be just, just conceivably just a nuclear bomb of an October, October surprise. And we're going to get four more years of Trump if we actually give this a fair hearing. But Sam, but you can't do that, Sam. Surely you've got to realize that you've got to be fair. <laughs> and number the thing that I want to we're talk, all equal before the law. Yeah, and aren't then, we? And the other this thing, isn't the law. But the, I know it's not the law. law. But yeah. if this is, if you accept my my supposition that this is the public square, then it is the law. It is. If it is the public square, then it is law. Now you're arguing it's not the public square, which is fair enough. Yeah. Right, that's right. fine. Yeah, but no. why don't we move on? Because I think we, we've done enough. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's of sucked course. up a lot of it. He's got to have that. Yeah. 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 No, but I'll just say, just finally, I, I do, again, it's like a coin toss for me, the Hunter mm-hmm. Biden laptop thing. Because I, I do understand how corrosive it is for an institution like the, the New York Times to show obvious bias and inconsistency and dishonesty in how they because like they couldn't even frame it honestly it's not like (laughs) it's not like it's like the way i would frame it is uh listen i don't care what's in hunter biden's i mean hunter biden at that point hunter biden literally could have had had the corpses of children in his basement i would not have cared right it's like it's there's nothing first of all it's hunter biden right it's not it's like it's not joe biden but even if Joe, like even whatever scope of Joe Biden's corruption is, like if you if we could just go down that rabbit hole endlessly and and understand that he's getting kickbacks from Hunter Biden's deals in Ukraine or wherever else, right, or China, it is infinitesimal compared to the corruption we know Trump is involved in. It's like it's like it's like a firefly to the sun, right? I mean, like there's just. It doesn't even it doesn't even stack up against Trump University, right? Trump University as a story is worse than anything that could be in in Hunter Biden's laptop, in my view, right? Now that's not that doesn't answer the people who say it's still completely unfair to not have looked at the laptop in a timely way and to have shut down the you know the New York Post's Twitter account like that. That's a, just a conspiracy. That's a left wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump. Absolutely, it was absolutely right, but I think it was warranted, right? And I'm, and again, it's a coin toss as to whether or not Sam, I'm sorry, that particular piece. I'm, I'm really yeah. sorry. I, I was the one that said we should move yeah, on, yeah. but you've just oh, said yeah. something I really struggle with. It. There, which is the you kid, support the, kid, the, kid, the kids in the basement. You no no <laughs> fuck yeah. the kids in the yeah. basement. I'm interested yeah. in democracy. You're saying you are content with a left wing conspiracy to prevent somebody being democratically reelected as president. Well, no, I'm, I'm content. Well, so it's, but the thing is, it's just not left wing, right? So Liz Cheney is not left wing, right? Liz Cheney You're is doing everything in her power. You're conspiracy to prevent somebody no, being democratic. It, it's not like, a, no, but there's nothing, conspiracy, it's not, it, it was a conspiracy out in the open. It does, but it doesn't matter if it was, a, it doesn't matter what part's conspiracy, what part's out in the open. I mean, I think it's like, 
if people get together and talk and talk about what should we do with, about this phenomenon, you know, if, if it's like if there, if there was an asteroid hurtling toward Earth, and and we got in a room together with all of our friends and had a conversation about what we could do to deflect its course, right? Is that a conspiracy? You know, like some of that conversation would be in public, some of it would be in private. We have a massive problem. We have. So yes, that would be a conspiracy, Mr. Sam Harris. According to the corrupt dictionary of Merriam-Webster, the definition has not changed to whatever comes out of Sam Harris's mouth yet. That'll probably happen in the next 24 to 48 hours. The act of conspiring together, an agreement among conspirators, a group of conspirators. Huh. They were accused of conspiracy to stop the asteroid. Huh. Okay. So here's the good news. The good news is that you're going to have articles that come out from the corrupt media, like the independent, or is it the information, whatever. And they're going to say things like, American writer, scientist, and philosopher Sam Harris has become the right-wing media's public enemy number one, at least for a day, after essentially claiming a media and government cover-up to keep Donald Trump out of office would be justifiable. Right-wing media commentators have seized upon the statement treating Mr. Harris as the embodiment of liberal thought and by extension suggesting all liberals support media cover-ups, cheating, scoldery, so long as it keeps Mr. Trump out of office. Now, here's the good news. When someone says to you, wow, your opinion on censorship being bad is so outrageous, you're defending Trump and you love Trump and you're such a right-winger, you can actually say that is untrue. I got that information from the Jonathan Cogan show. The Jonathan Cogan show is notoriously known as the most popular apolitical show on planet earth and in the galaxy and the cosmos. And so therefore what I am saying cannot be a political statement because by definition, the Jonathan Cogan show is not political. That's the good news. So when people call you right wingers and stuff, it doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up. You simply have to say, I heard it on the Jonathan Cogan show. They will be baffled. Like people dropping dead, at least doctors baffled. And they will have nothing left to say. That's how you beat the propaganda. You point to the apolitical epicenter of the universe. It's the Jonathan Cogan show. So Sam Harris is saying, I don't know what people like to say is the quiet part out loud. And he's saying that whatever, that the corpses of debt, let's just think about this logically, everybody. Let's take the politi politics off the table as we do on this show. The corpses of dead children, which is really the foreign policy of the United States, Jeffrey Epstein Island and, you know, molesting children, but we won't go there or here or there. You didn't hear anything. Look over there. Um, that he could have the corpses of dead children. And that doesn't even match up against Trump University. What? Wait, wait. Hunter Biden could have the corpses of dead children. And to compare that to Trump University is ridiculous. He sold courses to sell real estate and Hunter Biden slayed kids. What's worse? What? You were going to say the kids? What are you, corrupt? Are you a right winger? What do you want to do? Go sleep with Tucker Carlson? Gosh, are you racist? Misogynistic? Homophobic? Heterophobic? 
staring at my jeans, watching, you know, like Eminem. So let me play someone on the left. So let me tell you a theory of what's going on here. So it's obviously Trump derangement syndrome, but something explains that Sam Harris is part of the atheist movement. Okay. Which is very interesting. He's obviously disconnected from religious stuff because he's atheist. Now, as we know, we are in the fourth turning. And the fourth turning has happened many times before. And what I mean by that is the way we keep track of time is actually different than how certain other people keep track of time. So what I mean is, is that we in the industrial age track time is in a linear way, the way we think about time. However, in the cycles of history and different civilizations, like when people did the pyramids, people looked at time differently. And I'm actually going to read from the sample book on my Kindle because I cannot afford the book yet because this podcast makes zero dollars. And that's my favorite part. Someone on Instagram posted today, oh my God, stop spewing this stuff, you know, trying to capitalize on conspiracy theories. And, I'm thinking, and, I, and I respond, I was like, let's just read the exact thing. I'm going to read, I'm going to read the fight on Instagram. I took it as a peaceful bicker. They took it as friction. I thought this was funny. So shall we read? This is with Chase Springer 89, who has four pictures, 32, lives in Philly, goes by he, him, they, them. It's a lot of pronouns, but that's never here nor there. So what did this person say? They found where I posted on Podroom, fantastic app to listen to your podcast. You can watch the video podcast of the Jonathan Kogan show on Podroom. We are trending at number one currently. No big deal. So I posted a picture of that. And this was on August 5th. Eight hours ago, Chase Springer 89 said, L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L, laughing face, laughing face, laughing face, on your homepage, no one else's. No one wants to listen to an unhinged snowflake whine about the alternate reality he tortures himself in, laughing face, laughing face, laughing face. As you know, on the Jonathan Kogut show, we don't believe in torture. So therefore, this all this is already disinformation, a word we also dislike, but we're going to use it because we want to play their game. So I responded at Chase Springer 89, hope you're having an amazing day, exclamation point with a heart. What a response. And by the way, I was golfing at the time. And just to tell you a little inside story, I haven't golfed in over a decade. And I played 18 holes with the homeboys and I kind of kept up and I listened to the people the people I was golfing when they said, you didn't do that bad. You got potential. And you have to understand, my hand-eye coordination is all time. All time. Like when I was little, if I went to a carnival, you could bet your ass I'd walk out of there with a stuffed animal. In fact, they used to call me Stuffed Animal Steve. I'm just kidding. That is totally not true. But my hand-eye coordination was really good. But golf doesn't golf doesn't have anything to do with that. And no, they didn't call me stuffed animal Steve. Although that would have been crazy. So Chase Springer replied to my nice statement about their day. Definitely am. Hope you stop spreading harmful lies and being a propagandist for the highest bidder. Clapping hands, clapping hands, clapping hands. Lots of emojis. Lots of emojis. There's a few things that some people do on social media, which automatically flag them in your head is you cannot trust them. An insane amount of emojis, particularly in their screen name, when they don't have a picture of themselves, but instead of like a flag, 
that probably isn't even a flag of like where they live. Not that it has to be. We don't do nation states. We don't do political statements. They could put flags on anything, but they don't show their face. And then they start trolling. And another one is when you cannot comment on their tweets or on their posts, <clears throat> Bill Gates, <clears throat> World Economic Forum, <clears throat> Klaus Schwab, those are red flags on the Jonathan Kogan show, Twitter at Kogs, K-O-G-Z. We allow all comments for the people by the people. So I responded at Chase Springer 89. Don't worry. I don't charge for my free information. Gotta appreciate freedom of choice for what you consume. Smiley face. Chase Springer 89 said, yep, that's why I'm not attempting to shut down your speech. Just acknowledging it's baseless tripe and way to pretend you don't profit from it, which is what I am talking about. Free misinformation is a lucrative business. Seek therapy. It can't be healthy to live in the paranoid state your entire online existence radiates. Huh. So we do not make money on this podcast, but I believe CNN and Brian Stelter, who just got fired, sadly, not sadly, well-deserved, are the ones spitting propaganda. And if you're listening to this, you know that that is true. And yes, it is in fact true. We do not make money on this podcast because we do it for the people. CNN does it for the profit. So I don't know where people get confused here because it seems very straightforward to me. Does it seem straightforward to anybody else? It does. Let's bring in a typical liberal, okay? Because you got you got people saying this is a right-wing take. We're apolitical. So we like to take it from other apolitical people who, and I'm going to get back to how we keep track of time and why this might be. This is Jimmy Dore. He's been on Joe Rogan. He's a comedian. He smokes a lot of pot. Here his take. He is political. We're not. But he gets, he has good takes. So why don't you just take a listen to his take on Sam Harris? Sam Harris gets destroyed over pro censorship stance. We don't like censorship. Here we go. Here we go. In my view, right now, that's not that doesn't answer the people who say it's still completely unfair to not have looked at the laptop in a timely way and to have shut down the you know the New York Post's Twitter account like that. That's a, just a conspiracy. That's a left wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump. Absolutely it was, absolutely. He's saying the quiet part out loud, ladies and gentlemen. So now all those people on January 6th, they had a point is what he's saying because there was a huge left-wing conspiracy to deny Donald Trump the presidency. He's admitting it. By the way, it was already admitted in Time Magazine, uh, front page story, but here, I'll, here he is admitting it. That's what he's doing right now, right? Jackson, I'm not missing this, am I? He's admitting that there was a left-wing conspiracy to deny Donald Trump the presidency. And if, it, if we had to lie to do it, we'll do it. And if we had to censor accurate information, we do it. We don't care because Donald Trump is a big problem. That's what he's saying, right? Mm -hmm. 100%. He's saying that and he says like, yeah, I condone that and I support that. And yeah, that's a subversion of democracy, but this is exactly what you know we want. And you know, it's interesting because you had those 51 national security officials that came out and said that the Hunter Biden laptop story was fake Russian news. Uh, we all know that wasn't a mistake. And that just this what he's saying now, you know, when you have elite liberal uh, ideologues like this that are coming out and saying that this was a conspiracy against Donald Trump, it just confirms everything we knew. It was not a mistake. This was a, you know, this was a conspiracy, a covert effort to try and, you know, withhold the presidency from Trump. And so let's now those now the hosts of the show push back. Right. But I think it was warranted. 
Right. And I'm, and again, it's a coin toss as to whether or not Sam, I'm sorry. that particular piece I'm, is, I'm really yeah. sorry. I, I was the one that said we should move yeah, yeah. on, but you've just oh, said yeah. something I really struggle with it. there, which is the, you kid, support, the, kid, the kids in the basement. You No, no. <laughs> fuck yeah. the kids in the basement. I mean, yeah. so it's funny that they say fuck the kids in the basement because that's basically been the United States, you know, fuck the kids is about democracy. That's basically been our foreign policy for the last 40 years. And that's Sam's policy on Palestine, because he doesn't care how many Palestinian kids get killed by Israel. Fuck the kids. This is important. It's about my, it's about my side winning. Also, pretty much uh, Bill, uh, Bill Clinton's relationship with Epstein and his associates, right? Yeah, fuck the kids. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. We talked about some last episode. Bill Clinton stayed in the villa. He only saw Jeffrey Epstein in the kitchen when he got apples, Granny Smith apples. Continue, Jimmy. In democracy, you are saying you are content with a left-wing conspiracy to prevent somebody being democratically re-elected as president. Well, no, I'm, I'm content. Well, so it's, but the thing is, it's just not left-wing, right? So Liz Cheney is not left-wing, right? Liz Cheney You're is doing everything in her power to prevent somebody no, being Democrat. So he tries to weasel out of it semantically just now. Did you see that? Well, it's not a left wing conspiracy. So he's, he knows the question this guy's asking. Sam now realizes he's stepped in it and there's no getting out of it. So he tried to play a word game there like a pussy and the guy caught him. He goes, okay, you're okay with the conspiracy. So he got him. And what? And yes, the answer is yes. Wing, right? So Liz Cheney is not left wing, right? Liz Cheney is You're doing everything in her power to prevent somebody no, being democratic. It's not like a, no, but there's nothing conspiracy. It's not. It, it was a conspiracy out in the open. It does, but it doesn't matter if it was. A, it doesn't matter what parts conspiracy, what parts out in the open. I mean, I think it's like if people get together and talk and talk about what should we do with, about this phenomenon. You know, if if it's like if there if there was an asteroid hurtling toward Earth. And, and we got in a room together with all of our friends and had a conversation about what we could do to deflect its course, right? Is that a conspiracy? You know, like some of... Uh, yes, actually it is. A conspiracy is when two or more people conspire to do anything. That's called the conspiracy. So a guy who now is pretending not to know the definition of words, anything, because he got called out by these two guys for being a right-wing authoritarian fascist who's cool with censorship as long as it is the kind that helps him. And, of course, the problem with that is that when the other side is in power, then they're going to use that same kind of shit on you, and that's why we can't have this. You have to have a consistent standard, and you have to have ethics and ideals. And if you don't stand by your ethics and values when it's hard to do it, like during Trump, then they're not values, they're hobbies. If you don't stand by your values when it's difficult, they're not values, they're hobbies, as John Stewart said. And so what I said to that bullshit was, hey, I'm for censorship if it helps my side politically. I mean, I just can't see a downside to thinking like this because I don't read history and I'm super smarter than you. Now that did very well, I got 11,000. Now I normally don't trend like that because there's, there's some kind of suppression on my tweets, but some of they let this go through. And what happened? Boom. Sammy blocked me over that. Huh. Showing him to be just as thin-skinned as every person he's ever made fun of. Trump, 
So the people who hate Trump the most are the most like Trump in their shadow. If you know anything about Jungian psychology and they project this part of themselves that they hate fiercely onto someone else. This in this case, it's Trump. That's why you see the guys like uh, uh, Jenk Uger. You see the guys like Keith Oberman or guys like this. They hate the people who hate him the most are the ones who are most like Trump in their shadow. And that's Sam Harris. And that's what this is. He didn't block me because I'm an annoying troll. He blocked me because I'm going to say shit that he doesn't want to hear that's true. And he thinks doing this will stop it. And it won't. <laughs> so what's funny about this <clears throat> is, did you hear that before on a previous podcast? Did you hear the Jonathan Kogan show talk about projection? Did we not start a podcast with that? Did we not break the news to you before the news was broken by anybody else? Is that something we've been consistent on? Is the answer yes? Well, I love you too. Now I'll call you stuffed animal Steve. So let's go back to the time and the fourth turning that we are currently in and why Sam Harris doesn't get it because he's so atheist. And listen, I didn't grow up religious, but now I'm realizing there's some religious shit going on maybe. But we are not political. We are not religious. We are for the human race, and that shall not change. But people have kept time differently, and they've brainwashed us to think linearly, which we could not plan for the fourth turning because we're thinking about time wrong. Let me read this from the sample book from the, uh, the, the fourth turning called Theories of Time. Very interesting. From the Grim Reaper, and now I'm reading. From the grim reaper of the Christians to the blood-drenched Kali of the Hindus, mankind has traditionally viewed time darkly. Time, we realize, must issue in our dissolution and death. Its passage is destined to annihilate everything familiar about our present. From each such trivial pleasures as a morning cup of coffee to the grandest constructions of art, religion, or politics. And I'm just going to add something in here. Or apolitics. Time and his aging, observed Achilles something like that, overtakes all things alike. Over the millennium, man has developed three ways of thinking about time, chaotic, cyclical, and linear. The first was the dominant view of primitive man, the second of ancient and traditional civilizations, and the third of the modern West, especially America. In chaotic time, history has no path. Events follow one another randomly, and any effort to impute meaning to their wit world gig succession is hopeless. This was the first intuition of aboriginal man for whom change in the natural world was utterly beyond human control or comprehension. It is also how life and time appear to a small child. Yet pathless time has also become a supreme spiritual goal, the knowing beyond knowing of many Eastern religions. Buddhism teaches that a person reaches nirvana by ritually detaching himself from any connection to the meaning of space or time or selfhood. Excuse me. Over the last century, various strains of chaoticism have gained influence in our own society, from the just-do-it popular culture to the deconstructive nihilisms of academia. The practical shortcoming of chaotic time is that it dissolves society's connective tissue. If cause and effect have no linkage in time, people cannot be held morally accountable for their choices. Nothing would legitimize the obligations of parents to children or neighbors to community. This is why no society or religion has ever given more than a very limited endorsement to chaotic time, not even Buddhism, in which all who fail to reach nirvana remain subject to the orderly reign of karma. Cyclical time, 
originated when the ancients first linked natural cycles of planetary events, diurnal rotations, lunar months, solar years, um, zodiacal processions, with related cycles of human activity, sleeping, waking, gestating, birthing, planting, harvesting, hunting, feasting. Cyclical time conquered chaos by repetition, by the parent or hunter or farmer performing the right deed at the right moment in the perpetual cycle, much as an original god or goddess performed a similar deed during time's mythical first circle. Eventually, great cycles came to mark the duration of kingdoms and prophecies, the coming of heroes and shamans, and the aging of lives, generations, and civilizations. Cyclical time is endless, yet also endless, completed, and renewed, propelled by elaborate rituals resembling the modern seasonal holidays. Unlike chaotic time, cyclical time endowed classical societies with a prescribed moral dimension, a measure by which each generation could compare its behavior with that of its ancestors. Those who believed in cycles could engage in what anthropologist Levy Bruhl calls a participation mystique in the divine recreation of nature's eternal round. The power that this concept has exercised on mankind is conveyed by the colossal monuments to recurring time, the obelisks, pyramids, ziggurats, and megaliths. So many archaic societies left them behind. Yet even as belief in cyclical time overcomes the chaotic primitive view, it leaves less room for what modern people think of as originality and creativity. For the traditional societies, all the important active lives were revealed aborigine by gods or heroes. Men only repeat these exemplary and paradigm. These are big words, man. And when you get real, when you want to say some dumb shit, use really big words like Sam Harris. Because people like us, peasants, we just can't understand it. Paradynamic gestures ad infinitum. Observes religious scholar Mercia Elad. This tendency may well appear paradoxical in the sense that the man of traditional culture sees himself as real only to the extent that he ceases to be himself for a modern observer and is satisfied with imitating and repeating gestures of another. So what's the alternative? Enter the third option, linear time. Time is a unique and usually progressing story with an absolute beginning and an absolute end. Thus did mankind first aspire to progress. In Greco-Roman civilization, the cyclical view of time was punctuated by inklings of human improvement. The Greeks sometimes hoped that Promethean reason might deliver mankind from perpetual destitution while the Romans believed that a powerful polity could endow its citizens with glorious destiny. Most important, the rise and spread of the great Western monotheisms inspired the hope that mankind was fated for, for more than just fortune's wheel. The Persian, Judaic, Christian, and Islamic cosmologies all embraced the radically new concept of personal and historical time as a unidirectional drama. Time begins with a fall from grace, struggles forward in an intermediate sequence of trials, failures, revelations, and divine interventions, and ends with redemption and re-entry into the kingdom of God. Linearism required hundreds of years to catch on, but when it did, it changed the world. In medieval Europe, unidirectional time, as outlined by the early Christians, remained a relatively arcane idea, fully understood by only a small clerical elite. But in the 16th century, the reformation and spread of the printed gospel ushered in a new urgency and popular application to linear history. Ordinary people began speculating about the historical signs of Christ's second and final coming and inventing new sects according to their expectations about this. 
Two centuries later, the Enlightenment, the Enlightenment transmuted Christian linearism into a complementary secular faith, what historian Carl Becker called the heavenly city of the 18th century philosophers, the belief in indefinite scientific, economic, and political improvement. By the late 19th century, with the Industrial Revolution roaring at maximum speed, the Western dogma of history as progress reaches apogee. Either as a religious credo, a positivist dogma, or an evolutionary science, it was not to be questioned. As you know in the world we live in right now, do not question anything. <clears throat> Bill Gates. The 1902 edition, the Cambridge Modern History explained, quote, we are bound to assume as a scientific hypothesis on which history is to be written, a progress in human affairs. This progress must inevitably be towards some end. Progress was providence was how Lord Action later described the prevailing Victorian view. Unless there was progress, there could be no God in history. England's first new world settlements began as an outpost of radical Calvinism and the radical Enlightenment. Not surprisingly, America has come to embody the most extreme expression of progressive linearism. The first European explorers often saw in this fresh landmass, this new Atlantis, El Dorado, or Utopia, an authentic opportunity to remake man and therein put an end to history. Successive waves of immigrants likewise saw themselves as builders of a millennial new Jerusalem, inaugurators of a revolutionary age of reason, defenders of God's chosen country, and pioneers in service of a manifest destiny. Early in the current century, Herbert Crowley wrote of a progressive nationalism and James Truslow Adams of an American dream to refer to the civic faith in linear advancement. Time, they suggested, was the natural ally of each successive generation. Thus arose the dogma of American exceptionalism, the belief that this nation and its people had somehow broken loose from any risk of cyclical regress. So all along the way, linear time has succeeded in suppressing cyclical time. So we don't think, our brains do not function around the concept of time in the same way that people in previous civilizations have thought about time. So like, that's meta. Think about that. The way we conceptualize time is different than how previous civilizations of history, people have been the pyramids, in a different time, they, they, they were, their brains thought of time as cyclical. We think about it as linear. So, and only the elites knew this, who's probably the elites of Klaus Schwab and all them. I'm sure they probably knew this. And so this, and the people who wrote like the fourth turning knew this, obviously. And so they knew about the fourth turning and that's why they executed this plan crime against humanity because they knew the time was now. We didn't because we've been brainwashed as we realized has been brainwashed our entire lives by the likes of CNN and other people who gave up all integrity by lying just every single day in your ear, hopefully not your ear, but on your TV screen, which nobody even owns anymore. So whatever, Fashetta, it's better. It, it, so the, the key point is it's an amazing, amazing thing. And why this fourth turning is so meta and why we didn't expect it is they brainwashed our souls to think about time in a linear fashion when they were thinking about time in a cyclical, fa cyclical fashion. Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, all those schmucks assholes had this insight. That's the hypothesis. So, back to the article of Sam Harris. They talk about what he's known for. So, they talk about how, how uh, 
right-wing media commentators and some conservatives on social media viewed this as a damning admission of guilt, not just for Mr. Harris, but for the media, the government, Hunter Biden, everyone else involved that supposed scandal. A right-wing, right-wing commenters said, holy shit, Sam Harris just admitted he supported censoring the Hunter Biden laptop story because it helped Biden. He wrote, this man just set his entire career on fire. Right-wingers, blah, blah, blah. Well, he did admit that. And on the Jonathan Cogan show, we can't be right-wingers because we're apolitical. So you could just say you heard from Jonathan Cogan that he... Trust your ears. He literally said, I am good with censorship as long as it comes out in the way that I want it to. So if we censored him to get Trump elected, how would that roll? Would people have trouble with that? And and Jimmy Dewar said it perfectly. It's projection. It's how these people feel and think about themselves, and they're projecting on you. But you know this by now because you're not stupid. You're smart. And you like to use your critical thinking skills. You like to use your ingenuity. You like to use your love of people and the earth, even though we're in a climate catastrophe and any day now, and it's just going to, we're going to melt. Even though Bill Gates, Obama, and all those people are buying property where the ocean's going to overflow the land and Al Gore is living right on the beach where it's going to be underwater in 2005, but it looks like it's just doing just dandy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The world is upside down. And we need to get it back. So you have to understand that. And so the hypothesis to finish it out is that Sam Harris is such an adamant atheist. He's disconnected from this fourth turning phase. He's disconnected from this like spiritual movement, right? So you'll see the new alignment of parties are cult psychopaths who like to tweet about getting vaxxed 18 times and not having bad symptoms, even though the whole point of the vax was to not spread it, but that obviously didn't work. So now they say, I got 18 boosters and I'm glad I'm not that sick. Psychopathic cultish. And the other side is like, holy shit, what's going on here? Like this ain't normal. Like we are now enlightened, the great awakening. And that's with people like Jimmy Dore, Joe Rogan, Jonathan Cogan, you, and all these other people and people on my Instagram, whatever that person's stupid fucking name was, is on the cultish side. The dangers of spreading misinformation. Well, I say, fuck that. I say you can handle difficult information. I say you can determine what information you want to believe and nothing is dangerous to you because life is actually an inherent risk. And just by living is fucking dangerous. If you drive a car, okay, but won't walk outside without a mask because you think you're going to get COVID, you got your mathematic probabilities all fucked up. Okay? And by the way, something very interesting I noticed. Everybody can do whatever they want. But I find this fascinating. I observe people, people. I observe people, people. And I would say 10 out of 10, okay, 9.5 out of 10 people I pass uh, on the street or in a store that have a mask, nine and a half of 10 of them have it underneath their chin. They don't even have it on. And so I think to myself as an independent thinking individual, what the hell is that doing over your ears? If it's underneath your chin, that's very strange. It almost seems like a cult. And then they have a sweatshirt that it says on, I'm vaccinated 14 times and I'm so happy to be in the club. It is a crazy world. But Sam Harris is in that world because I think that's why I said never be atheist. And you can be whatever you want, but I said be agnostic always because what if you're wrong? Why? Like everything's probability. 
You know, it's not a hundred percent. There's nothing out there. So be agnostic. Be like, all right, I don't believe it until I see it. But if you chose to be atheist and you're like, fuck this, it's game over. And then all of a sudden God shows up one day, you're fucked, dog. And I think Sam Harris is kind of fucked. I mean, straight up. That's why you got to be agnostic. Just like, you never know. Why you got to be so binary? Everyone's so binary. Like, damn, life is a gray. Okay, there's a lot of fucking decisions to make. And if you choose to drive a car, that's a risk. If you go to a store with a mask underneath your chin, that's a risk. Life is a risk. And that is why life is so joyful, why it's so amazing, and why you are choosing to live it because it's lovely. So I just wanted you to be aware of what others, what other people are saying out there and that if you get confused, use very fancy words and call yourself an intellectual and then simply deflect and use big words. And if you want to be on team, let's not have any more weird shit going on in this world and don't like politics, you could say, oh my God, you can't call me a right winger. I listen to the Jonathan Cogan show and he is a political. So therefore I'm a political. So shove it up your ass. Excuse my language. But language is language is language. It just changes every day now because they are trying to corrupt the language to make us confused to own us and make us slaves. But it looks like the Great Awakening is taking over the world too quickly and they are F-U-C-K-E-D fucked. And that's just the way it is, folks. And that's just the way it is. The realignment, the Great Awakening is underway. I'm glad to have you a part of it. I'm so grateful to be in and on the battlefield with you, by you, and in this fight to get our freedom of speech back, to get our freedom privileges back, because they ain't right. The privileges, we know that. Go listen to that episode about the digital ID if you want. And I'm just not going to bring a child in this world in, uh, in a communist regime where we all make a dollar a day and get whipped in the ass by Klaus Schwab while he's probably molesting children with Bill Gates and on Pedo Island that probably still exists. But that's a conspiracy. Don't ask questions. Shut your mouth and go to the basement. We're dropping a nuclear bomb. Don't worry. That's not weird. Don't question it. Shut up. All right. I say you should question everything. You should push back against the powers that be. We're going to overcome. Oh, I have one last thing to share before I finish this podcast. So am I, I don't use TikTok anymore because they have access to all your stuff, but whatever. I still have it. I logged into my TikTok account yesterday and I had a account warning and it said it took down a video of mine due to uh, authenticity and something else. It, like Taken down for authenticity, and I and this this was this was taken down yesterday, which would be August nineteenth. Okay, August nineteenth. I posted this video on June twenty first. Okay, June twenty first. I posted this audiogram from my episode about the Great Famine that's going to happen. It was an audiogram, like a sneak peek, like thirty second clip that gets made by this app headliner, and was saying. You know, there's gonna, it's me talking, you know, saying the dumb things I say, that there's going to be a mass famine. They took it down for like authenticity. So I appealed it and hold on. And they said, I lost the appeal and the final verdict on TikTok. Remember, I posted this like a month and a half ago and I haven't been on TikTok like since basically. And it says, 
And it says it's my quote on my on my video was it's 2022 and there's going to be a mass famine. Podcast clip from the Jonathan Cogan show hashtag clips hashtag hashtag food TikTok hashtag Jonathan Cogan violation reasons minor safety. We are deeply committed to child safety and have zero tolerance for predatory or grooming behavior toward minors. We do not allow content that depicts or disseminates child abuse, child nerdity, or sexual exploitation of children in both digital and real world format, and we report such content to relevant legal authorities. We also do not allow content depicting minors engaged in delinquent behavior. What? Okay. As you know, I protect the kids. I What the fuck? That's weird. That's good to have that policy, but um, hmm. This isn't the first time. I've had many videos taken down. I want you to listen to this and see if that is a pretty fair assessment of something I posted on June 21st. I'm going to play it for you because it's still on Instagram for now. And you tell me what you think. This is crazy because they're getting ready for the famine and they don't want you to know. So I'm going to play it if I can figure this out. All right, here we go. Ready? Let's play this. Famine. Listen to this. It's 2000. 22. We're talking about going to Mars. The fact that I'm using a word, the word famine, in the same sense as 2022 is ridiculous. And listen, history will, will say if I'm right or wrong. If I'm wrong, never listen to me again. But if I'm right, then be like, oh, maybe we should listen to the next thing. Like the first thing I mentioned was monkeypox. These things are, it's so clearly written. In fact, someone left a comment saying the next pandemic. I was like, yeah, well, that's interesting. Going to be that's it. That was the clip, guys. That was taken down. That was taken down. For Originally, it was not minor safety, but now it's for minor safety. So they're clearly projecting because the elites we know are pedophiles. And so they're just deflecting on me for warning everybody there's going to be a mass famine and to not listen to me if I'm wrong or to listen to me if I'm right. They know I'm going to be right, so they need to censor it now because they don't want you to listen to me. So spread this podcast far and wide. Let's get that truth out there, and let's take our motherfucking world back. This is nuts. This was on June 21st, taken out on August 19th. You just heard it with your own ears. You trust your ears. You trust your eyes, and you stand with the apolitical movement. That's all I got for you today. I'm really worn out from playing golf. I'm really worn out. So I'm sorry if this episode wasn't that great, but I needed to do it because I have a commitment to you to be here every day to tell you the shit you need to know because we are getting censored for minor safety of warning people that there's going to be a famine to protect their children. Do you see the pattern here? Do you see what's going on? And if you ask Sam Harris, he would say, yep, that's good. Censor them because I don't care if you have corpses of dead children anywhere because it doesn't matter. Donald Trump University. It's so bad. Terrible. End of the world. Ay, ay, ay. Listen, I hope you are having an amazing day, amazing night. That's all I got for you today on the Jonathan Cogan Show. It's good to be with you. I love being with you. Please share a little far and wide. We're getting canceled. We're hacking the game of Twitter. Let me tell you the secret. When you write shit like, oh my God, the vaccine holocaust or something on Twitter, you'll get canceled. So what do we do? We put it in the title of the podcast. Okay. And then I 
see that Bill Gates is trending, World Economic Forum is trending, Nuremberg 2 is trending every single day, every single hour. I look at those posts and I share my link. You might be interested in this podcast. And the AI of Twitter is not smart enough to read the title in the link. So they think the tweet is full of nothing, but really it's full of facts. We are hacking the political system with apolitical tactics. I don't know what that means, but it sounds very profound. And I like words that sound profound or statements that sound profound. Very smart, right? Very smart. That's why we're hacking this way to the top and we're getting the truth out there. And, it, and if we have your help to spread it far wide, we could take this thing to the next level. I think we got momentum at our back. We got truth on our side and we are going to get these pedophiles and we are going to get justice and we are going to get our world back. You have my word or I'll be dead because Bill Gates will vaccinate me in the ass. All right, everybody. Hope you have an amazing day, amazing night. I love you. The other listeners love you. And I'll be back tomorrow because that's what I got to do. And I do it for you. This is from the Apolitical Studio of the Jonathan Kogan Show. Take care. Good night. And God bless. Thank you very much.